Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Father, thank you so much for being the God of Jacob. Thank you, Father, for being the God of the sons of Jacob. Lord, as we continue now, open our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 49, verse 1. So just get a little bit of background, set the stage for us again as we continue. Genesis 49, 1. Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. Then defilest thou it, he went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O oh, my soul, come not thou unto their secret Unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they digged down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies." Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be, binding his foal unto the vine, and his asses colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea. He shall be for an haven of ships and his border shall be unto Zidon. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens And he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant unto tribute. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path, that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backward. Okay, now, this is an important section, of course, 
just wanted to read all that so we get kind of a background to it. But this is the, what we're in right now is this, is this section that opened with the proclamation in verse, verse eight here with Judah, where he said, Judah, thou art he. I mean, Jacob knew from the time of the fall in the Garden of Eden that God had promised that there was only going to be one hope for man to be delivered from sin. And he knew that God's deliverer was called in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman. And we know that the seed of the woman is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that. and But Jacob didn't know that. So all Jacob knew about the seed of the woman was that the seed of the woman was somewhere traveling through the, the, the streams of humanity, you know, weaving its way. And, and as the seed of the woman was making its twists and its turns through the stream of humanity, he could see it sometimes uh, it, it, was, it was like a, like a fish that would just kind of pop up in a stream. And so they saw it in Noah and, and, and the seed of, of the woman. It didn't go through this way to Japheth. It didn't go through this way through Ham, but it went through Shem. And then he could see, as Jacob looked back, he could see that the seed of the woman, again, was it surfaced, and it didn't go this way through Nahor, but it went this way through Abraham. And then the seed of the woman, did, as it traveled on, it didn't go this way through Ishmael, but it went through Isaac. And then the seed of the woman, as it traveled, it didn't go this way through Esau, but it went through Jacob. Now, those were narrow streams. Those last ones were narrow streams. When I said, when, when, it, when the seed of the woman did not go through Ishmael, but it, it went through Isaac, and it, and it didn't go through, through Esau, but went through Jacob. Kind of narrow streams for the seed of the woman to be tracked. But but and and and, and through as it went through Abraham, Isaac, and 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 then and Jacob, because the, it was narrow streams. Because Abraham and Isaac only had one; they only had two sons. They only had they they, they had two sons. You know, Ishmael, and Isaac, and Esau, and Jacob. So the narrow streams. But now Jacob's got twelve sons. And with those 12 sons, the stream has now widened out to a river. And, and, and so Jacob looks over the river of his 12 sons, and he wonders, which one of my 12 sons is the seed of the woman traveling through? I mean, he spent his lifetime trying to answer that question. And finally, Jacob now has come to his deathbed, and he figures, well, okay, I'll never get the answer to the question. I'll never get that. Which one of my sons, which one of my 12 sons is the seed of the woman traveling through? And, and, he, and, he, and so now, in this section here, he's giving his last statements to his 12 sons, and he looks at Reuben, and he says, he scratches his head, and he says, is it you, Reuben? And in verses 3 and 4, he comes to the conclusion, no, it's not Reuben. The seed of the woman is not traveling through Reuben. And then he looks at his second and his third sons, Levi and Simeon. And again, he, is it you? Is it you? And, and, and in verses five through seven, he goes, no, it's not you. It's not Levi and Simeon. The seed of the woman is not traveling through Levi or Simeon. So, and, and, and now he looks at his fourth son, uh, Judah, asks the same question. Is it you? Is the seed of the woman traveling through you, Judah? And in verse 8, it's like he shouts out, yes! 
It's you, Judah. Yehuda, Atah. Uh, Judah, you. You are the one in whom the seed of the woman is traveling through. So here's this man who is physically blind. <laughs> he doesn't even know when people are standing in front of him. I mean, Jake, blind Jacob's eyes, his spiritual eyes now, have now been opened. And he sees that, that the seed of the woman is traveling through Judah. But he sees more and more, not just that it's traveling through Judah, but he sees more and more about the seed of the woman. And that's what we have here in verses 8 through 12. So in verse 8, he sees that Israel, his sons, are going to orient themselves around Judah. And, 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 and as a matter of fact, it's going to be so much so that, that they orient themselves around Judah that, that from now on, these, these people, the sons of Jacob, will now call themselves Judas, Judas, or, or, or just Jew for short, because the people will not be known as Rubes <laughs> for Reuben, or Sims for Simeons, <laughs> or Labes for Levi's, or Joey's for Joe, you know. <laughs> They're going to be Jews for Judah. This is the name that has passed on to the people since that time, since the has passed on to the people of Jacob. And, 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 and since Jewish sounds better than Judah-ish, so they go by Jewish. So, so Jacob, he first sees that the outstanding characteristic about the seed of the woman, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, is that he will be praised by the, by the Jewish people. Uh, uh, taken up on his name. Judah means praised. Now, it's just a little difficult for us to comprehend how a person who is known by the Jewish people with the, w w is known by the Jewish people, as, as it says in Isaiah 53.3, as the one who is despised and rejected of men, how he's going to be the one that the Jewish people are going to praise. But this is exactly what the Jewish people uh, actually did do on Palm Sunday when the Lord Jesus rode in to the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, and it says in Matthew, Matthew 21, 9, Matthew 21, 9, the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, of course, from the tribe of Judah, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Now, that's a statement that, that Judah is actually by prophecy, referring to when he says in, in verse 8 here, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. And it was that statement when the Jewish people said uh, of, of the Lord Jesus, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's the praise that his brethren, the Jewish people, said about him at his first coming. At his first coming. And he said, that will be, again, the exact phrase, the exact Praise, phrase of praise that his brethren, the Jewish people, will say about him at his second coming when he said in this very momentous time when he said this in, in Matthew 23, 37, Matthew 23, 37, which we'll refer to a little bit later again. But at this point, he said in Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, stonest them that are sent unto thee. 
How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as the hand gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, for I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now, that's going to be quite a change for the Jewish people. That's an understatement. <laughs> you know? and, and we can see what this praise is going to be like through when we put on the lenses of Scripture, looking into the future. And we can see scenes of it. For example, in, in Isaiah 12.2, Isaiah 12.2, where we see the Jewish people saying, Behold, God is my salvation. Plug in the word. God is my Yeshua. God is my Jesus. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day, ye shall say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. So it's gonna be this call to break forth with praise, of the Lord Jesus that also we can see a little glimpse of again in Zephaniah 3.14, Zephaniah 3.14, where the call goes out. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. And no one called him getting too emotional, but that's what it was. Very, a lot of emotion in here. A lot of emotion. All right. Now, Next, that's the first thing that Jacob saw about, about the Lord Jesus, about, about the, the, the seed of the woman. But he also sees, in verse 8, thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. So here he sees that the Lord Jesus Christ, the, 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 the seed of the woman, is going to have enemies. And certainly, that's, we know that. I mean, the reason... That, you know, we pray every Sunday, you know, in our bulletin, what does it say? It always says that. You know, I got two bulletins. I don't know how I got two bulletins. Anyway, it always says there, you know, pray for our, for our persecuted, pray for our persecuted brethren around the world. See? Always says that. Okay. So why do we have, why do we have persecuted brethren around the world? Because the reason we have persecuted brethren around the world is because that's the way that the enemies of the Lord try to attack the Lord. I mean, who's going to ascend up into heaven? Who's going to pull him down? Nobody. So what they do is exactly what Paul did, or Saul, I guess I should call him at that point. Saul of Tarsus, when the Lord confronted him on the road to Damascus and asked him the question, Acts 9-4, and Acts 9-4, when Saul fell to the ground, heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting the church? Why are you persecuting believers? He said, why are you persecuting me? And the Lord prepared his followers for this, for this fact, that they would be attacked because of him when he told them in John 7, 7, John 7, 7, the world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that, that, that the works thereof of evil are evil. Luke 21, 17, Luke 21, 17, you shall be hated of all men, for my name's sake, for my name's sake, just the fact that you call yourself a Christian, 
that you're putting the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on you, and you'd be hated for that. And then he said, and, and then it said in Matthew 24, 9, Matthew 24, 9, ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Not a popular thing to do. Then Jacob saw that the Lord Jesus would put his hand on the neck of his enemies. In other words, he's going to triumph over his enemies. And then, so that's, that's, that's another thing he saw about the seed of the woman. Now, the next thing he saw is that about the Messiah is in verse 8, thy father's children shall bow down to thee. Thy father's children shall bow down to thee. So by this statement, we come to understand that all the Jews at first will not receive the Lord Jesus as God. That's, that, that doesn't take a news flash. We know that. But that they will bow down in worship and they will, as they receive the Lord Jesus as their God and they bow down to worship him, they'll bow down to thee. That's the next thing he sees. And then Jacob saw that Jacob, that, that, that Judah, Jacob saw that Judah was like a lion. And, he, and the pictures, he paints several pictures of lions here. But one of the pictures that he, he paints of the lion is that the lion that has couched down and decided not to get up. See, in verse 9, Judah, thou, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couches a lion as an old lion who shall rouse him up. So he paints the picture here of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, as like a lion. And once the lion has its prey, once you, from the prey, my son, once the lion has its prey, it will not be taken away from it. You know, the, the, the cheetah, the, the cheetah is always cheated out of his prey. That's why they call him a cheetah. <laughs> the cheetah has his prey taken from it. The leopard he, he's so paranoid that his prey is going to be taken from him, he drags it up a tree and eats it up there. He thinks that it's, you know, so, so the leopard has his prey taken from it, but the lion does not. The lion does not have his prey. And this speaks to the fact that the Lord Jesus is the judge. And no one can escape out of his judgment hand. And he said in John 5.22, John 5.22, he's acting like a lion and judge. See, for the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. And then he went on, same chapter, John 5, 26, John 5, 26, for as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he's the Son of Man. So the Lord Jesus is going to judge all men, and when he does that, he's going to be like a lion with his prey, where nothing's going to be able to take the lion, the prey away from the lion. But it's going to be a very, 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 very frightening thing when that happens. That's why it says in Hebrews 10.31, Hebrews 10.31, for it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. As a matter of fact, that was a sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, by Jonathan Edwards. Anyway, so now Jacob goes, Jacob now uh, looks at Judah, and he goes from describing uh, the Messiah from Judah, from the victor who has his hand in the neck of his enemies, from the lion who is unchallenged with his prey as he judges all men, to a completely different aspect of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, when he says in verse 10, 
the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now, you know, there's many, many interesting names for the Lord Jesus in the Bible, and this is one of them, Shiloh, Shiloh. And we've already seen from Genesis 3.15 that the name, a name for the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, was and is the seed of the woman. That emphasizes his humanity, just like he called himself the seed of man when he said about himself in Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10, his mission statement. He said, the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. The son of man has the same uh, emphasis as the seed of the woman. And he's also called the star. He's called the star that's going to come out of Jacob. He's called a scepter that's going to rise out of Israel as in Numbers 24, 17, 24, 17. Numbers 24, 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Imagine, you know, the scepter. He's called the scepter. Imagine the king of the universe holding the scepter of rain with nail-scarred hands. That's really something. Something to keep in mind for today as we'll later um, take the elements of communion. He's called the day star. He's called the day star that rises in our hearts. 2 Peter 1.19, Peter 1.19, where it says, he is a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in our hearts. He's called the bright and morning star in Revelation 22.16. Revelation 22.16, he's speaking there. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. He's called a stone. He's called a stone for a stumbling, something to stumble on. And he's also called a rock of offense in Isaiah 8.14, Isaiah 8.14, where he's called a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. Early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, 
meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95. And receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com. 